You're listening to the Quince podcast. While experts are still weighing in on the hits and misses of budget 2022 that was presented on 1st February, for a lot of India's millennials, it's the government's plans for cryptocurrencies that they've been waiting for. India's crypto market as we know has been swarming with a lot of young investors and the market seems to be growing. But for years the government has been dilly-dallying on what to do with cryptocurrencies. A few months back news of the government planning to prohibit all private cryptocurrencies in a new bill had even left many worried about the investments on digital currencies leading to panic selling. However with a new crypto tax regime the recent budget does offer some clarity on what the government intends to do with cryptocurrencies. While taxing digital currencies doesn't necessarily mean that the government has legalized crypto, what is it that they're indicating? Does it mean that they have warmed up to cryptocurrencies? Does it mean that the ban is off the table now? And the biggest question of all, what do these new announcements mean for investors? Explaining the fine print of it all in this episode will be CoinCrunch CEO Naimish Sangvi. We'll also hear snippets of lawyers Badri Narayan and Vivek Gupta's conversation with Bloomberg Quint where they talk about the grey areas of these announcements and what should crypto investors do. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. I'm your host, Shorbhuri. Just circling back to the announcements, essentially there are three key takeaways. First, the crypto tax. The exact words that the finance minister said while announcing the crypto tax regime is that income generated from the transfer of quote unquote virtual digital assets would be taxed at a whopping 30%. But what do these virtual digital assets include? It includes cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Ether and others, along with non-fungible tokens or NFTs, which we know is also gaining a lot of popularity among younger people. Now, this 30% tax will be a blanket rate that will be applicable to all these assets, and of course, this is one of the highest tax slabs in the country. Expectedly, there are complaints about this steep tax rate on crypto, but it could also bring down the number of casual investors engaging in the crypto market without proper research on the risks involved. And crypto investments are something that the RBI and the government have been warning against anyway. While this taxation could be interpreted to mean that cryptocurrencies may no longer be a pariah for the government, it's also interesting to note that the digital currencies are being taxed the same way as gambling or lottery wins. Moving on to the second key announcement, there'll be a 1% TDS charge on all transactions made using digital assets. If you gift someone a virtual digital asset, the recipient will also have to pay taxes. The third big announcement is the launch of digital rupee and we'll talk about it in details in a bit, but first CoinCrunch CEO Naimesh Sangvi breaks down the crypto tax for us. Cryptocurrency transactions are now going to be charged fixed 30% of on the profit generated from crypto trading. And this profit is not going to allow any deductions or any other uh, allocations uh, in the calculations of the profit. So essentially, if I bought cryptocurrency worth 1 lakh rupees and I sold them at 1 lakh 50,000, the 50,000 profit is going to be taxed at 30%. I have to pay 30% tax on the profit. The second important thing in the budget about cryptocurrency was the proposal to tax every single transaction with 1% TDS. Now, in my opinion, this is a great way for the government to track how much money is going into and coming out of the crypto ecosystem. Uh, If I invest 1 lakh rupees in cryptocurrencies, 1,000 rupees of that 1 lakh is going to be 
deducted as tax by the exchange or the intermediary that is providing this service to me and it will be deposited against me to the government against my pan card as tax deducted as source this helps the government identifying how many transactions are happening in the ecosystem against any individual without ever having to ask for this information from any platform Mr Sangvi also believes that the new regime won't bring much of a change for investors or for those who are looking to invest in cryptocurrencies because crypto investors were supposed to pay taxes on all the profits generated from cryptocurrency trading anyway. Now essentially the taxation part should not affect anybody who's looking to invest or who has already invested money in cryptocurrencies because we were already supposed to pay tax on all the profits that we generate from cryptocurrency trading however um, now that there is a fixed regime around uh, you know the cryptocurrency trading we cannot you know accommodate our earnings into different buckets of income tax we just have to pay 30% tax in irrespective of the amount of profit that we have generated so whoever is looking to invest in cryptocurrencies for you um, it is important that what whenever or however you try to trade cryptocurrencies and make profit ensure that 30% of it is going to go into the government's pocket so be ready for that now one thing to point out here is what happens when there are losses for incomes from digital assets there's a 30% tax that is clear but the government has said that any losses from selling virtual digital assets can only be set off against income from the sale of other such assets what does this mean Well in layman terms you have a capital loss when you sell an asset for less than what you had bought it for but that could be advantage by taxpayers to offset losses against other long term capital gains under tax laws this would give them the opportunity to reduce taxes on their long term gains but crypto trading losses can't be set off against income from stocks for example it has to be against income from crypto and crypto only And there are several question marks around this provision because there are a lot of grey areas that are yet to be figured out. Let's listen to Badri Narayan and Vivek Gupta's conversation with Bloomberg Quint. One interesting aspect, and I don't yet know. It's it's too soon after the budget. I don't know if Badri has a point of view on this. One interesting aspect on this is while you very clearly said losses on cryptos can be offset against gains on cryptos, I'm not sure that the wording is quite so clear because the wording of the main section actually says. that no loss no allowance nothing shall be offset except cost of acquisition now therefore does that operate as a restriction to say loss and gain will be computed for each sale of a crypto asset separately and therefore even inter say the losses and gains cannot be offset i am not so sure uh, i i had a read on the on the provision and my initial reading was that perhaps the intent is you just capture all the gains at one level subject them to tax and the losses just vanish now i don't know what badri's reading of the fine print is but i'm happy to be corrected here no i think you've kind of hit the uh, nail on the head so how to so if you look at these two provisions the first provision talks about uh, uh, no expenditure except cost of acquisition or allowance or loss okay yes under any provision but if you look at b which is with respect to set off against the other this thing it uses the word any other provision okay yeah, so it seems to suggest if you look at b that losses yes. within that may be allowed but losses yes. with respect to any other income may not be allowed that is one one gray area already that we see in the use yes. of the word any other provision in the subclause b vis-a-vis subclause a that is one 
we are having this problem when it comes to gaming laws already okay where for example when i am playing two games and i win something in game a whether i can set off against the loss under game b okay and this is a, this is an actual litigation an actual issue which is going on in in a similar area you'll find that the provisions are very similar similarly worded with respect to uh, gaming laws uh, and betting and gambling in that regard i i agree with vivek that there is a doubt with respect to for example i have a bitcoin and i have made a profit on it i've got ethereum and i've made a loss on it okay in the same year assume for example you don't have any other complication of years and things like that whether i can set off because i've i've sold this as a block i've sold 10 bitcoins and 4 ethereum together as one block whether i can cover it as a individual transaction that is on bitcoin i've made a profit and therefore i'm liable to uh, uh, make this or am i to say bitcoin to bitcoin and then ethereum to ethereum it makes it even more complicated i may buy bitcoins at different times okay and then how do i kind of link one with respect to the other okay similarly ethereum at different times will it be fifo will it be lifo how it will it be uh, those are other complications as we get into it but at a fundamental level whether it will be at a transaction level or will it be at a block level or will it be income in that year with respect to all the transactions related to that year is what we will have to see but like i said uh, i am still reading this fairly closely and trying to come up with an answer but what vivek says is not unreasonable uh, a tax authority can take that view and say i will give up all the losses i'll only uh, income from the sale of profitable transactions okay is what you need to pay tax on which can be absolutely devastating because you could have an overall loss and you may not have money to actually pay the tax on these transactions but now coming back to the third key announcement that is the digital rupee this will be rolled out by the rbi in the coming financial year the central bank digital currency or cbdc will use blockchain technology and one big point to note about the digital rupee is that crypto taxes don't apply on this we know that the government's stance on digital currencies hasn't exactly been favorable but this particular announcement perhaps also shows that the government is looking to harness benefits from digital currencies during her budget speech nirmala sitharaman said and i'm quoting a couple of lines here quote the introduction of central bank digital currency will give a big boost to the digital economy digital currency will also be a more cheaper and efficient currency management system end quote but for the aam janta the question is what is the digital rupee really how is it different from other cryptocurrencies simply put the digital rupee is a paperless form of currency it's basically the same legal currency it's the same value just in digital form and one primary feature of a digital rupee transaction will be that it's an instant transaction Now if you're wondering where do I get this digital rupee from when is it going to be available well we don't know yet but watch out for RBI guidelines on this so now the question that crypto investors must be thinking about is what do all these announcements mean for cryptocurrencies going forward does it mean that the government has warmed up to cryptocurrencies and no longer plans to ban it is it now legal You know while we might be thinking that taxing it surely legalizes it that may not be the case because in India income earned from illegal activities can also be taxed by the government and remember that cryptocurrencies are being taxed the way gambling is so at this point it's only the cryptocurrency bill that can provide utmost clarity on the legality factor Mr Sangvi also believes that these moves are not exactly to bring out crypto of the legal gray area he says it's to streamline the revenue So I don't think that this move is towards you know bring bringing crypto out of the legal gray area or making it legal. I think that this move is essentially 
to streamline the revenue that the government can earn from people who are investing in cryptocurrencies and making profits from it. Earlier, uh, there was no clarification on how you can calculate crypto uh, taxation uh, taxes. And now we have that clarity. Uh, we cannot accommodate into any other bucket. So now I think that it's just that. It's just that we have clarity on how to tax cryptocurrency transaction or profits. And that's it. It doesn't mean that tomorrow the government might not restrict transactions on cryptocurrencies or may not ban cryptocurrencies. This doesn't mean it has legalized it. It has just provided clarity on how to calculate tax on the profits generated from it. It does see, it can be seen as a good news for the industry because now uh, there will be more standardized approaches towards allowing users and onboarding users to trade cryptocurrencies. This may also deter a lot of users who may, uh, you know, decide to invest because of influence and not doing their own research. So this is a good move in that sense, but legalization is not part of it. The inclusion of CBDCs, however, means that the government is just trying to keep up with the ecosystem that is, uh, you know, taking this forward around the world. China has a CBDC pilot going on. US might have one. European countries are having one. Why should India stay behind? So I think that from that standpoint, uh, India is on its way to make a mark in the industry using the blockchain technology. But as a use case, I think that CBDCs are not required in India. India is a phenomenal country with uh, robust payment systems, which actually, you know, put to shame developed countries when it comes to, you know, making payments. So I don't think that we need CBDCs or we can change anything with CBDCs, but to stay ahead of the curve, we should launch. And I'm glad that the government did. Uh, and we might see progress in that direction going forward. So now the final and the biggest question. What does it mean for investors? Do the taxes apply to cryptocurrencies that will be acquired in the coming financial year or does it also apply to older gains and transactions? What should investors do with the cryptocurrencies now? Should you sell or should you not? Well, there's no one answer for what you should do with your cryptocurrencies now, but let's hear Mr. Gupta's take on this. I think uh, transaction post 1st April 2022, there's clarity. Okay. Yeah. There, I think there's no question about it. For the people prior to that, we have always been saying that either it will be capital gains or it will be uh, your uh, profits and losses, uh, gains and losses from uh, profession uh, and uh, uh, business. Okay. So the main thing that we always say is that for the past, a lot of other issues, for example, if it's capital gains, indexation, and so many other issues which were to be taken into account. People used to argue at some level that these are not goods at all. They're not assets, just transfer of value. It should not be under capital gains or it should not be. I think those disputes, some of this will continue to happen prior to that. The key thing is that if it is capital gain, then you get certain benefits, uh, reductions. I think uh, definitely for gains made prior to uh, 31st March 2022, okay, uh, there could be benefits depending on what it is. But clearly those are not going to carry forward when you're going into this. thing. I also know a large number of people have taken a view prior to this amendment that no capital gains or business income is payable on purchase and sale of cryptocurrency on the basis of machinery provisions are not there, charging section is not clear, and so on and so forth. All of that disappears. I think post um, uh, 1st April, that regime is going to be there. I think prior to that, it's really going to be based on... Uh, issues relating to, to capital gains uh, and uh, business income issues. 
what i feel is that now what the government is trying to tax this cryptocurrency is the highest rate that is possible to be taxed on cryptocurrency i coin to be in this structure okay any other type of sale is going to be at a lower number that is effective rate of tax on such transaction prior to 1st of april will be lower than this so based on that if you want to pay the tax if you want to sell the cryptos pay the tax and then be out of it by all means but as you know these are all asset classes that you hold for investment purposes and so on and so forth so uh, i don't really have an answer to that but yes i think government is trying to tax you at the highest effective rate of tax on these cryptocurrencies going forward so anything before that uh, is probably going to be uh, a lower rate of tax for you to apply on on this asset and that'll be a wrap for this episode but tune in to the big story monday to friday for a breakdown on the top news of the day If you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates we'll have on Apple Google Podcast Spotify GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms for other podcasts please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section for any feedback shoot an email to podcasts@thequinn.com Thanks for listening Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts. 